Tip number five to end your marital, marital crisis and pain once and forever is keep your focus. I've observed that we live in an ADD or OCD culture. You may flit from thought to thought, project to project, and for the life of you find it difficult to maintain your focus. Our medical community labels this as attention deficit disorder and prescribes medication. Or you may work extremely hard controlling your environment or the people in your world. You want to feel safe and mentally become exhausted plotting and arranging your world so it feels safe. Our medical community labels this as obsessive compulsive disorder and again prescribes medication. The first case it seems impossible to focus on anything for a period of time and in the second case your focus is so narrow you miss what is important. Now remember the intent of both ADD and OCD is to manage your tension. And when a marriage crisis invades your life you find it extremely difficult to maintain your focus on the core issues in your marriage crisis. You struggle to keep on track. Your spouse also may wander and a meaningful connection feels elusive and really difficult to maintain. Here are a few specific circumstances that typically make it difficult to maintain the focus that is needed to resolve effectively and permanently your marital dilemma. First of all, you tend to back off your energy and commitment once the pain recedes. Pain is a motivator. Pain is a reminder. Pain suggests you keep focused on repairing and rebuilding. And if you are like most of us, you deplore pain. And I've observed over the years that in counseling, whether individual or couple counseling, most have relief expectations. And the, the, the medical community, again, describes counseling as, quote, treatment, quote. And the ultimate goal, at least in our culture, is relief from the discomfort. Once relief of pain reduction is achieved, however, I've encountered untold couples and individuals call a halt to not only counseling, but also the process of shifting and addressing any elephant left sitting in the room. A second factor is others will distract you from the often complex but exciting rebuilding process. Your family and friends, again, don't want you to suffer, probably because it reminds them of their suffering, and so they offer simplistic and pop culture solutions, and so you hear, get rid of him or her, I wouldn't put up with that, why do you put up with that, or just work harder, or meet his or her needs, or you need counseling, uh, spend more time together, or hey, I just read this book on marriage and so on and so forth. What they do is they fail to get your journey or the depth to which you desire healing and restoration. And if you change too much or become someone different, you may pose a threat to their sense of familiarity. Another factor is that the lure of the familiar may be too much. To embrace a world of powerful love and intimacy that, create, that craves depth and understanding and a self that desires to be more vulnerable, give more, and receive more expectantly means you are moving into the unknown. There are moments of doubt and concern for those who truly want to move into that world of intimacy. The old self, the, the self that could predict the response of your partner, although not what you wanted, still relishes in many ways the familiar. And so you might back off your new path. You might one day slide back to the familiar world of lack and distance. 
This may be especially true if your spouse or significant other finds a new path extremely difficult and resists. Keeping your focus on the path of restoration and a deepening intimacy has its challenges. Allow me, however, to offer a few suggestions on what you can do to maintain your focus. Number one, find like-minded people that support and encourage you. Now, it may be difficult to find such a group locally. This is where the power of the Internet serves you well. Hundreds of those who read my first ebook, Break Free From the Fair, not only found the materials extremely helpful, but used support groups and chat rooms I established online. Many attest to the healing power of those groups and relationships. Some who lived in proximity to each other would actually gather locally and talk and continue their support. Number two, read, keep informed, learn. When I face a crisis, I usually have three to five books on the topic, open and reading. I devour new information. Knowledge is power. A new world opens to you. And do you suppose that one of the purposes of a crisis is to do just that, to open a new world for you? Number three, uh, journal and write if it fits you. Writing for some is a powerful way to keep your mind and spirit focused. The words often flow freely when I write. It's as if words come from within me automatically. These words express most powerfully at the moment what I need and must express to complete the next chapter of my journey. Number four, have a personal coach. Many find it helpful to contract with me or Gerald for coaching sessions as a way to keep focused and accelerate the change process. Weekly sessions provide a framework of accountability. What will I focus on this week? What do I really want to see happen and experience? Coaching sessions are also vital to maintain your self-esteem and sense of well-being. It's extremely easy for feelings and thoughts of worth to slide down the toilet in a marital crisis. And a coaching presence lets you know that you are truly okay, have value and worth, and do have much to offer. Number five, here's a kind of silly thing, but it works. Place a rubber band on your wrist, and when your mind and heart wander to the negativity, snap, back, snap it back to reality. This trick is especially helpful when you identify a negative theme or way of thinking that triggers a long and hard slide to illusions and distortions about yourself or your spouse that become extremely self-defeating and destructive. Number six, reframe your pain. Think of your pain as your friend, if you can. Think of your pain as a part of you that is merely suggesting that you seek another way of thinking, feeling, and acting that will bring deeper joy and more meaning in your life. Just notice the pain. Acknowledge your pain. And this may sound a little bit weird, but listen to your pain. Your pain, or that part of you, will let you know exactly what you truly want. It will keep you focused on moving into the next wonderful chapter of your life and relationship. You need not allow circumstances or your internal struggle to knock you off focus. Use the suggested tools to keep you on target, moving toward a life and relationship that keeps a smile on your face and warmth in your heart.